Welcome to the Voices in Union podcast with Reggie Jackson and Maria Hamilton. Good morning, Reggie. How are you doing? Uh, Maria, I'm, I'm fine. How are you doing today? Uh, I feel a lot better today. Uh, I started back working with Amazon, and my muscles uh, woke up, and they've really been showing out. <laughs> so, <laughs> normally, normally after working an hour, you know, you feel a lot better. Uh huh. But uh, no, it's a whole different story. And when you ain't use some muscles in it's uh five or six years, and you start by using the muscles, and they don't want to be woke. Yeah, yeah. They have they have a way of letting you know, like, what's up? What 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 you doing? You <laughs> you've been ignoring me for five years. Now all of a sudden you want to use me? They're not right. gonna be very cooperative, right? Right. And you sixty. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna let you know that too. Like, you're not spring chicken anymore, so right. slow down a little bit. Oh my god, okay, give me some time, catch up with you. Yes, yes. So, how was your week? You know what? This is a, a, a pretty difficult week, I have to be honest with you. Uh, really? What's yeah, going on? I, I, yeah, I was just letting, letting, um, no, I had a conversation with my wife about it. Like, yeah, I, I wasn't surprised by what happened with the non-indictment in Breonna Taylor situation because that's what I expected. Right. But it really bothered me. Um, really just kind of makes me feel very uh, just disappointed. I mean, just, I almost feel like I've been fighting with Mike Tyson this week, like just getting hit over and over and over and. It's just, you get to a point where you just don't even know how to handle it anymore. You know, I, I, you know, I had some programs I did this week with some clients, and uh, yesterday I had one. And, uh, you know, the, the person that was doing the introduction for me, you know, we, we, we meet up a little early over Zoom just to kind of check the technology and everything. I, I had to be very honest with them, letting them know. I was like, you know what, this is going to be very difficult for me today. Because my emotions are kind of all over the place, and normally I'm pretty level-headed and can jump right into stuff. But I told them, I said, you know, I'm very frustrated with the current state of things that are going on, and it's hard. It's hard for me to do this work and maintain the level of optimism when every time you try to do that, then you get smacked upside the head again, and just. Uh, you know, I was able to get through it without any problem, but, you know, I, I, I'm becoming more and more just kind of, um, I don't know, just disappointed in the, the lack of the lack of progress, trying to stay optimistic, but finding it very hard. And uh, as I was saying to several people this week as I was having conversations about what's going on, it, it's never a surprise, but it, it's definitely very disappointing to see and you know I, I wrote something on Facebook yesterday and you know just being kind of snarky about it and I said you know 
the message I got from the Breonna Taylor non-indictment is that all walls matter, right? So, you know, an officer gets charged with shooting the wall, but the one that shot Breonna Taylor, good to go, no problem. But you can't shoot a wall, though, you know. You're going to be facing prison time for shooting that darn wall. But right. you, you go and shoot shoot this black woman and kill her in the middle of the night. Not even the middle of the night, one thirty in the morning, whatever time it was. And you're good to go. No charges. So it's just very deflating to understand how easily our lives can just be snatched from us. And, and then people are defending it. And even some black people defending it. It's like, you know, I just want to just reach through the TV sometime and just smack people who are black trying to defend the fact that they didn't charge these officers like dude what, what, what's wrong with y'all y'all got a little privilege in y'all lives well a lot of privilege compared to the average person you know i'm telling a couple of you know people that uh, are on tnt basketball uh you know broadcasts and i just told them like y'all just really need to just shut up because Y'all speaking, y'all, y'all not speaking from an understanding of where most black people are, are, are sitting. You know, y'all sitting in y'all million dollar houses, and y'all getting paid millions of dollars and sitting here and talking about basketball. And, and y'all got this privilege. And then y'all want to act like y'all somebody special. When y'all nobody special, the same thing could easily happen to you. Uh, and just because you were in a privileged position doesn't mean that you reflect the opinions of the majority of black folks. I mean, I know they're not trying to. They're just speaking from their heart and how they feel. But listen, you you don't understand how, how much you hurt black people by sitting there and defending these folks for not charging these officers. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. If, even if you feel that way, even if I felt that way, Maria, that I was okay with it, I wouldn't say it. Because I know it's a lot of people that's really just very distraught about it. And it's just very disappointing to me that we got people from our own community that are not understanding the pain and the trauma that people are dealing with, the anger and all of this stuff. And they, they, they can't speak to that. They got to try to speak to the other side. Like, listen, if y'all want to speak to those the people from the other side, find another forum and do it. Don't don't get on national TV and try to act like you, I don't know who, who, who you think you are. But don't try to get on national TV and speak to that side of the issue and then ignore the other side just because you're getting paid millions of dollars and, and you sit comfortably for the rest of your life and your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren will always have money. Think about the rest of us and how we feel it right now because people are out in the street protesting and, and, and displaying how they feel. And y'all just basically poo-pooing people, acting like we're a bunch of idiots for being mad. Like, we right. should be mad. Right. If you're not mad, something wrong with you. Even if, you know, I, I talk to some white people, and like, they're madder than some of the black people are about it. I'm like, shoot, something's wrong when white people are madder than black people about this. And, you know, I, I can't tell people how to feel, but, I mean, come on. At some point, you have to have some level of understanding and, and some level of empathy. Understanding. They're not going to get it until they are actually touched. Yeah. And- happens to them or someone that they love and then you'll see a change of their heart and um we we've had some entertainers and some basketball football players and some basketball to be attacked by police right you know where it was caught on camera Mm -hmm. and 
they literally was in the same position and was silent until it happened to them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, Sterling, I think, Sterling uh, the, one of the, the bus players, right? Absolutely. Sterling, yeah. We hadn't heard anything, you know what I'm saying, from the bus player until mm-hmm. it happened to the bus. Even yeah. through all we went through after that trade was killed, and mm-hmm. we had to change the narrative in public mm-hmm. to um, stop the harassment, which was still being harassed. I, yesterday was having a conversation with one of our leaders, and uh, she kept cutting in and was like, uh, be careful what you're saying. No, I'm not going to mm-hmm. be careful anymore. You know, I've been careful in honor of Dr. Trey's name for six and a half years. Mm-hmm. So when when I seen them put that black man on that case, okay, here, here come this roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. The same thing in Jacob Black case. Black yeah. ex police chief. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think for me, I wasn't shocked. Um, I kind of expected it. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to see how everybody was going to react. But you all are talking more about Rihanna's parents getting this money mm-hmm. than are the fact that that woman had to bury her child. Mm-hmm. For nothing that she did. Right. And that's the whole point for me. Is Mm -hmm. these people are doing living action things. Going to the store. Running in the park. Running down the street. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, What? Sitting in your house. Sleeping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And your life means nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're yeah. more concerned about that wall than you yeah. is that dead woman with six bullets in her body. Right, right. As if, oh, well, you know, you could have hurt somebody in the apartment next door. You know, I, I, the piece that I wrote about it, I said, you know, if this dude would have shot straight like the rest of the cops and, and shot Brianna, then he'd be good to go. He wouldn't be facing any charges. He only facing charges because he couldn't shoot straight. He's shooting the wrong direction. And it's a shame that this this young woman in the prime of her life, sleeping, probably dreaming about something pleasant more than likely, mm-hmm. never sees another moment in her life. And people are tripping because her family got some money as if that damn money is going to replace Breonna Taylor. I don't right. care how much money you give people. That's not replacing a person that, that, that like you said, they did nothing. Right. That lost her life. Didn't even know she was about to lose her life when these people break into the house. And I don't care what anybody says. I, I disagree with what anybody says about trying to defend what the police do, there is no reason you need to break into somebody's house at 1.30 in the morning under right. any circumstance. First of all, you can do it in the daylight so you can actually see what's going on. What can you see in the middle of the night when it's 1.30 in the morning? When they do it at night, that's why they do it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a shame that people are like, well, you know, that's 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 normal procedures. No, it's not normal procedures. That's what they choose to do. They could choose to do it at any time of the day they want. 
you trying to sneak up on somebody in the middle of the night and then when they, they fire their weapon because they think somebody's breaking in. Right. And, and I don't right. care if you said, you know, oh, we're the police. It don't mean anything. It doesn't mean you are the police. Anybody can say they're the police. You don't know if it's the police or not when they don't have any uniforms on. They're breaking. They why can't you put a uniform on? Where is your uniform? Right. Tell me why you can't bust in that person's house with a uniform on right. like you do with everybody else. You got to be in civilian clothes. Right. This ain't a movie. This isn't TV. This is real life. If you're sleeping in your bed and you hear somebody breaking through your door and you, you're, not, you're not in the right state of mind, first of all, you first thing you're going to do is try to defend yourself. You're not listening to see if they say, oh, this is the police, by the way. And, and uh, it's, it's, it's a miracle that they've been going for six months by saying that, that you know, they, they, they used a no-knock no warrant. Then all of a sudden when they do the indictment, oh, there was no, you know, we, we didn't use a no-knock warrant. But you've been banned. You've banned no-knock warrants as a result of Breonna Taylor getting killed. And now you try to tell us that, oh, there was no no-knock warrant. And, oh, oh yeah, no. some dude on the third floor of the, the place heard them say police. Right. Like, come okay. on, give me a break. And, and it's crazy, too, because last week, the young man that they was calling themselves looking for her ex-boyfriend, mm -hmm. they ended up asking him to take a plea. But in his plea, he had to say that Rihanna was involved. And he right. told them no. Yep. yep. Now, all of a sudden, yep. on the same day of a no indictment of the Emmett Till kidding, a killing, mm -hmm. Y'all end up coming out and say that you're not indicting none of these police officers, but one of the police officers is being charged with shooting the wall. Right, right. And this is how do it. Yeah. It's though the, the same thing in our case. On the 23rd of December, the DA had made arrangements for him and his family to be on a plane at 12 o'clock, 11 a.m., two days before Christmas. You want to give a no indictment. Mm -hmm. And go on about your life. Yeah, just go and enjoy your little family vacation and just leave a family devastated, you know. You know and but it's a stuff in the face to, to society. Mm -hmm. Because even though y'all ain't, actually seeing the repercussions of what, what your actions are. Mm -hmm. Our community, people that live in this community, are seeing the reflections of what what you decided to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the thing, one of the, the other parts of it that, that bothered me, like you said, you know, the, this the anniversary of Emmett Till, the murder is getting off. Like, can any of you guys, like, check the history books and just make sure you're not picking a date? Like, I mean, that's the same as Donald Trump choosing to, to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma on June, Juneteenth Day yep. intentionally. I yeah. mean, it's like, it's not bad enough that you can cut somebody, but now you want to throw some salt into the wound, too? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. You, you think that that it was appropriate to pick that particular day, September 23rd, the same day that those racist idiots 37 miles from my hometown in Mississippi who murdered a 14-year-old boy yep. because he had the audacity to stand up to some racist white people in Mississippi oh. and murder him, got off, 
And yeah. that's the date you pick. The end of the 65th anniversary of that particular event. Come on, like, you know, irony is not even, that's like poison irony. It's not even regular irony. It's just yeah. ridiculous. And, and it, it makes me really upset when I think about how some people have reacted to this. It's like, they actually like, happy that that's finally over. Right. You know? We've been waiting six months for that. Glad. Why does it take six months? That's, that what, that's another thing about it. You, you use all of these delaying tactics constantly. Yep. Six-month investigation. What the heck yep. are you doing for six months that it takes you six months to figure out that you're going to charge somebody with shooting into a darn wall? And what, why is it that they always find some some law, some crime that ain't nobody on the planet ever heard of before? Yep. And use that to charge some police. I mean, they did the same thing with Rodney King when them officers beat the crap out of Rodney King. The charges they were facing, nobody even knew what they were. They hadn't used those charges in 100 years. People are like, they had, they had to look it up. They had to yeah, find old thing. dusty law books to look it up. It was the same thing Christopher Manning case. He didn't yep. fire because he shot that Trey 14 times. Mm-hmm. He shot him for a pat down after he mm-hmm. beat him. Mm-hmm. And that's where he ended up, stopped him from hitting him, and mm-hmm. took the stick. Then mm-hmm. it became a weapon. It wasn't a weapon when he was getting beat. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. always something. You yeah, did it, not, Christopher Manning did not lose his job. And mm-hmm. now, taxpayers paying him $6,500 a month. Mm-hmm. But you killed somebody. Yep, yep. And it takes yeah. me back to, I'm not surprised by any of this. I lifted Mr. Blake and his family up in prayer yesterday because until we get out and vote and get these old white men out of the assembly and uh, change the legislation, Ain't that gonna happen. And and I was really appalled because nobody is at these capitals. Well, you know, the unfortunate thing with the way our political system works is that they draw these gerrymandered maps in Wisconsin, and you don't have a chance of having anybody other than Republicans winning in most elections in Wisconsin. And there's nothing that they're going to do to make it so that they don't have that level of power. I mean, you look at the at the midterm elections, 2018 elections, and, and, you know, the way that the voting worked out, they won most of the seats because they gerrymandered the maps. I mean, it's a big chunk of Milwaukee County that's mixed in with the, with the wild counties out west. You know you don't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning. I mean, seven of the eight districts in this region, in, in, in the state, went to Republicans, but a big chunk of Milwaukee County was included in it. So there's no way in hell that we have a chance of, of changing matters. This is what I keep telling people. Voting is wonderful. It's a great thing. But when you have the system rigged against you in such a way that you don't have a chance of winning, what that makes me feel like as a black person is that what the hell difference does it make when I know I'm guaranteed to lose the election and you continually putting people in front of 
for me for these campaigns. There's people that I don't care about that's not speaking to my issues. I'm still waiting on the Democratic Party. Now, I will continue to, to chastise the Democratic Party because I'm just tired of them. Right. Constantly telling us how important it is for black folks to vote, and they, 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 they're crying wolf every election. This is the most important election of your life. I've been hearing that for 20 years. Yes. You telling me it's the most important election. I'm tired of you telling me it's the most important election because you said that four years ago, and you said that eight years ago, you said that 12 years ago, 16, 20 years ago. You keep saying the same thing, but then right after the election, when we pour out our hearts and vote for y'all, over 90, basically close to 90, over 90% of, of blacks voted for Democrats in the last election. What did we get out of it? What, what is our reward for giving y'all all of these votes? What do we get out of it? What tangible results do we see after we put you in office? Because after the election is over, we don't see your campaign people anymore. Nope. Y'all disappear. You swoop yep. in every four years and tell us how important we are as voters. And then after we vote you behind in office, we don't see you. you know, even if you lose or win, we don't see you anymore until the next four years. And it's like, we really need your votes. We really need the black community to get out in large numbers. Like, where the hell have y'all been for four years? Right. I haven't been addressing anything related to our concerns for four right. years. But now all of a sudden, you, you, you have a platform where you have the DNC in Milwaukee, which is the poster child for racial segregation, the poster child for everything wrong with black folks. And what on your platform addressed the issues in Milwaukee? Not a damn thing. No. That's why I was telling people I wasn't excited about the convention coming to Milwaukee because I knew they weren't going to talk about issues important to the black community. You no. having a, the DNC, uh, you know, schedule at the, the, the Fiserv Forum, a mile and a half away, right on Fond du Lac, the North Avenue, you got one of the raggediest neighborhoods in Milwaukee. And y'all planning on building some fancy, swanky hotel in an old Sears building. Right. Who was going to go to that hotel? <laughs> and why did the city, why did our elected officials here in Milwaukee decide to give somebody money to fix up an old raggedy Sears building? But you can't give nobody no money to fix anything else in Milwaukee. Right. We don't care about some fancy hotel on Fond du Lac and North Avenue when you could walk a block away and you got a block that had two houses on it. Got a Popeye's chicken and one other building on the whole block. But you want to build some fancy millions of dollar hotel with a, you know, a restaurant on the roof and all this other stuff. That tells me that our elected officials here, I don't have any love for what they're doing because they are not representing their community. They are no. representing themselves. They're not representing what their constituents want. Because I can guarantee you that you ask the people over there that live close to, to, to where their Sears store is, where they're going to make this swanky hotel, you ask them if they wanted a fancy hotel there or if they want them to fix up the darn potholes in the street. They're going to tell you to fix the potholes. Don't care right. about no stupid hotel that nobody from that neighborhood would ever see the inside of other than maybe cleaning the rooms. Right. So, but, I mean, it's just very frustrated with it. It's, it's all about the makeup of trying to make Milwaukee look like it's playing a part. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just so over it. And I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of grateful, you know what I'm saying, that I'm not affected by the, the mayor not changing the budget. I'm not affected by the... Uh, non-indictment of these three police officers. I'm not affected by uh, the kids going on the freeway. I'm not affected anymore by all of this stuff that's happening 
now because I lived it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I refuse to allow it to contain my spirit right mm-hmm. because I know the work that I'm doing is important and mm-hmm. I see that it's helping. If it ain't but one out of five, mm-hmm. I'm helping somebody. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. I, I refuse to allow this week, next week, the election to affect what I'm doing because it will contain you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with you. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. And you know, like I was saying earlier, for me personally, what 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 bothers me is that you know I I spend a great deal of time and effort trying to teach people how to overcome you know, these issues, you know, talking about systemic racism, trying to educate people, doing all this stuff, going, traveling around the state of Wisconsin, all of these, you know, communities that's, that's full of mostly white people and engaging them in conversations about stuff they don't really want to talk about, many of them, and, and doing that hard work. And, and then just kind of like standing back and saying, man, is it really making a difference? And I mean, I know, I know it is because, you know, people constantly ready, you know, the community really needs you, you know, you provide a good service, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that, that feels wonderful to hear. But in the back of my mind, the back of my mind is saying, Reggie, is it really worth it? Is it really making a difference? Is it really it changing is, anything? It and, is. You know, I don't know. Change, if, if you change five people hearts out of a hundred, when you do those talks and those meetings, their, their thought pattern is changing. And it's a possibility that they can continue to pass that forward to yeah. somebody else in their family, someone in their neighborhood, in the job, and hopefully yeah. their hearts are changed where people open up and see things for what it is. Because we're actually uh, being told that uh, Brianna's mom was accommodated with this money. So she could be silent, so she won't have anything else to say, but mm. she will never hear her daughter's voice again. Right. So she'll never, she'll never hold with, her daughter in her arms. With the Republicans and with the system that we're being oppressed by, it's designed that way. They took our history. Mm-hmm. They took our history. Yeah. Okay? And made it their own. They've taken the land and made it their own. Mm-hmm. They've taken every aspect of the workforce and made it their own. So yeah, yeah. for me, it's like y'all the crooks and the thieves. And y'all and they will continue to keep doing this because their mindset is telling them that at some point they're the majority of everything in legislation in the white house in mm-hmm. in congress mm-hmm. but your fear why do you fear us when y'all the one doing everything and not providing a service for human beings after mm-hmm. we built this country yeah yeah but in the very beginning y'all was still saying that Black people didn't build a pyramid. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I agree with you, Maria. It, it, it's all by design. I remember years Absolutely. ago, 
I, I did an assignment for a class I was taking. It was a you know teacher education class, and we had to kind of take something and explain this this principle, right? So I explained like how you know stuff is is stuff that you buy doesn't last. It, well, it doesn't last because it wasn't designed to last. So I use the example, and I know Hyundai cars are pretty good now, but back in the day they were a piece of crap, right? And I, I drew a picture of a Hyundai Excel, right? Because I knew somebody who had one. It was a piece of crap. This was when Hyundai first came to the U.S. And, and I, I, I showed how it's got some bad tires. It's got a paint job that won't last. It's got windshield wipers. It's crappy. I mean, showed all of the stuff that was bad about it. And I said, but guess what? It's all by design. Some engineers designed it this way to have these crappy parts. So it's not like it's an accident. The stuff that we're dealing with in America is not an accident. It was designed to be this way. And that's the frustrating part is having people not believe that centuries of this, 400 years of this crap, that it's not, that it's somehow is something wrong with us to think that America isn't this wonderful, beautiful, you know, the greatest place in the history of the world. When, when our experiences have not shown us that in any way, shape, or form. And I know it's a lot of black people that's doing really well in America, and they love America, and they got their little flags out on the porch a lot, and all of that stuff, and that's great. But overall, I tell people, and I say this consistently, the work that I do when I talk about our history, I'm not talking about our history. I'm talking about my family's history. Right. I can tell you the name of the man that enslaved my family in Mississippi. I've been to the land where my family was enslaved. I have some soil from the dirt. The ground that they walked on in my house right now so that I never forget who my people were and the experience right. that they have. And we can't allow anybody else to forget those stories because one day we're not going to be here either, Maria. One day we're going to be gone. And we got to create a legacy of people that are, are willing to not, like you said, not be careful. I'm tired of being careful. Why I got to be careful? Why? Careful for what? Careful so you don't hit me upside the head? Right. When I see I see the the, the the stick in your hand that you about to hit me with, and I got to be careful not to offend you, so you hit me with the stick. You brought the stick because you planned to hit me with it. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I I, I think it's deeper for me now that I've taken uh, my journey to another level to educate myself about the real history. You know what I'm saying about people, mm-hmm. my ancestors, and not only did my auntie have to lay on, lay lay down in the back of that car when we went through Alabama back in '74. Mm-hmm. We're doing it now. We're laying down. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. like that that leader told me yesterday to to watch what I say. No, mm-hmm. I'm not watching what I say. When I went and spoke in Washington, everybody was like, oh, my God, you didn't say much. You wasn't the Maria that we know. And it was because I was being told to be careful. I'm not being careful anymore. I'm going to talk to them and act the way they act towards me to them. We were always told that you treat people how you want to be treated. Mm Mm-hmm. But people are treating me that way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to talk about Egypt is in Africa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to talk about the pyramid was was built by slaves. And these white men put their face and their hands on it. 
I'm going to talk about the White House being built by slaves. Mm-hmm. And we have a racist president. You know. Who planned on stealing this election. Yeah. You know, the, the amazing thing to me, Maria, you know, we could talk about this for the rest of the week easily. Is that every time we talk, it, it's something, you know, it's something that, it's something that's going on that's going to bother us. Every week, it's like it's never ended. It's like we on a, a roller coaster that's like a never ending roller. It's, if 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 listen, if I really loved a roller coaster, this would be like the greatest roller coaster ever, right? If I was a roller coaster fan, I'd be like, man, this has been great. The emotions are ups and downs, but damn, I'm tired of this roller coaster. Can we get off this roller coaster and get back on the ground and walk? But right. guess what? Since we've been in America, we've been on the roller coaster since we got here. And yep. so, you know, I'm 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 kind of fed up and tired about it right now, and frustrated and not in the best of moods, even having a conversation about it. But you know, I always enjoy talking with you. I always right. love getting your perspective and and, and you hearing know, what's going on with you. We'll talk again next week, and you know, who knows what what will be the topic of conversation? Because right. it's, it's oh, always I'm, new, some new mess every week. It's some new mess. Absolutely, and I'm uh. I just want to ask the audience and everybody that can hear the sound of my voice. Keep these families lifted up in prayer. Because I know their mindset isn't allowing them to pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. So uh, until uh, next week, Maria, be well. Take care of yourself. Uh, get you get you some of that, that cream to help with them achy achy muscles that you ain't used oh, in five or six years. I, I, I got some CBD cream uh, that I've been rubbing down in. <laughs> and my cousins, um, they're, they're out of town and I asked them to think about your mom <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> while you're out there. <laughs> All right. Well, All you, right. you take care of yourself. We'll talk next week, Maria. All right. Bye-bye.